Ross. Welcome, everybody. Already, Jesus Christ, as soon as we start. All right, um, I'll get us rolling and then I'll do my <laughs> usual thing. I don't I don't know what is going on, man. I don't know what is no, going on. No, you're doing this your is... usual thing. You're good. Yeah, At least is... it's early. I'm happy it is early because, like, I honestly don't care about the news that much because I don't draft Alvin Kamara anyway. But I'll digress Sorry. and we'll get to that in just a minute. Um, introductions, guys. I am the side profile that is frozen per usual i am jagger may you can catch me on twitter at fantasy blue chip and with me are my host with superior internet andrew leduke at real mr mallard and he's a host of divots and pivots if you're into golf golf is like the only thing on so i like it. watch yeah like watch andrew's show i, I don't know like like Genesis like you should watch Scottish open is this week we're going across the pond gents so get ready those were words. Uh, <laughs> Bass is with us at Chuck Bass FF. Uh, you could catch him on his podcast, This Guy Sucks. And then he's here on time this week because, like we said, Jesus is busy, guys. He can't always be here, but he blessed us this week. And he's here to save our lineups. It's Justin Herrera. He's at Sim Tex-Mex 93. Um, we have... I guess one topic we could talk about, because this is a, I was going to kind of lump this all in one. I'm going to get you guys rolling. I'm going to do my usual restart my entire rig. Um, Alvin Kamara takes a plea deal. Uh, basically what that means is he said that, hey, I did it. I will go clean some cash or, or clean some trash and pay you some cash. And that's it, man. Like the government slapped him on the wrist for beating the brakes off a of man. I just saw the picture for the first time and that is something else. Um, but suspicion is still possible. Some people, it's, this is like a litmus test. Either you think this is good news because he's not going to jail or you think, oh, he could still get suspended because there was action. So uh, Andrew, I'll let you take it away and I'll be back, gents. Yeah, this, this feels like he's still going to get suspended. I could see the league still passing down something along the lines of three to five games here, um, just with kind of how they've gone about things. You're thinking just one week? No, six. I'm sorry. Oh, six. It looks like you won't hold up one finger. <laughs> six. At least. I mean, so I wouldn't be surprised eight. by six. I wouldn't be surprised by six either. Because he literally something, just said he's coming. A... <laughs> I'm sorry. Keep on going. I'll, I'll talk when I'm told. No, to I mean, that's basically something. Something's coming here. I, I don't think we're going to see Alvin Kamara. So what gets confusing now here is, how quick do they come down with the suspension? Is this something that they suspend? He appeals. Uh, he, he gets sneaks in a week or two. I don't think so. I think at this point, there's still enough time where he, if he's going to miss time, it's going to be straight off the bat. Um, Jamal Williams, everybody. Jamal Williams is going to mm-hmm. vouch some touchdowns early, use him early, and then ship his ass out for the best you can get at some point. 
yeah. is how I feel about the situation. How do you guys feel on Kamara? I wasn't touching Kamara anyways, honestly, just because of all this stuff going on. I mean, I'll take Kamara, but I mean, I'm not going to take him in the seventh round like every other Hell no. Jack God is doing right now. Every other hey. Jag off is going. Oh, oh I'm gonna I've got a name. I've got a name round. here. All right, call me by my name. <laughs> you know what, Chuck? You, you and your goddamn five o'clock shadow stubble <laughs> over there, <laughs> looking like you just came off a goddamn bender. It's Wednesday, bro. How? <laughs> I'm, I've been drinking all day, play. man. I, once I got the news that Alvin Kamara pleaded what he pleaded, NFL hasn't made a comment. I know the suspension's not going to be near as bad as everybody hopes it should be, or I mean, or probably it needs to be. Look, we don't know what this guy did to provoke Alvin Kamara. Um, you know, things are crazy right now. Do you guys remember when Dalvin Cook's like girlfriend released that picture and was like, Dalvin, what about my face? And everyone was like, oh, here comes the Dalvin Cook suspension. Yada, yada, yada. Look, man, I don't know what the fuck is ever going to go on with these players and this legal systems. All I know is you give me four games of Alvin Kamara being suspended. He's still the best running back on the team. He's still one of the five best receiving backs in the league and their defense is significantly worse. I like Kendra Miller. I like Jamal Williams early. I think that's a great pick, get something out of him. However, I just don't think Jamal Williams is that good. I think he's exactly what he's been asked to be in his career. Um, and NFL GMs and coaches are all about winning football games. They're not going to care. Good locker guys can only take you so far, and that's an organization with a ton of pressure on it in the post-Drew Brees era. So um, I still believe pretty strongly in Kamara, and I like where his ADP is. It hasn't really jumped up yet because we don't know what's going to happen. So, you know, I wouldn't reach on the guy, but um, I believe he can still be a pretty strong fantasy asset for the upcoming season. So when you say he hasn't jumped up, where, what would you consider him being like his jumped up ADP at? Like what what round are you looking? Because um, I know in my Scott Fishbowl uh, league, I just checked he went eight three currently in my league. It's it's tough, right? I took him, and Scott Fishbowl is a good barometer right now because you know it's a very good. We're all drafting at the same time, right? So it's a very yeah. good industry look at what people what people are looking at. I took him at the end of the eighth. Um, but I think if you, if they were to announce that he didn't, he's fine, right? Skates free. This is, let's just go to redraft real quick. This is a third round pick easily. He's jumping right back up. Um, and I, that's not just me saying that I've seen speculation, I've had conversations with people. He's just still got that much receiving value baked in. Think of him like a Travis Etienne with Kendra Miller being the tanks, Bigsby only maybe a little bit better. So, um, I think, you know, if, if a suspension comes by and it's minimal, you know, four games, which I think is minimal. Um, I think you're looking at him shooting into that Madison, maybe a little faster, maybe like that Dalvin Cook, uh, Miles first tier. Um, and if you believe that that's going to happen, I mean, now's a good time to grab him if you can get him in that seventh, eighth, ninth round. If you know people are not as bullish, would you be shocked if I told you that Alexander Madison actually went two picks after him at eight five in my league? Mm, shock no but 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 surprise jesus i was gonna say shock no surprise yes shock no but man that is so you know in a format that runs so heavy so rb heavy to see a guy who he's a sure thing to get a lot of volume not the dalvin cook volume there we talked about quite a few shows ago but i mean nobody's gonna be more involved in the minnesota running game than dalvin or than alexander madison that's why See, I think they switched the game up. I think their game is going to be more passing now. 
Honestly, I don't see Alexander Madison getting 300 carries, and I wouldn't want to see Alexander Madison get 300 carries because if he's not playing Seattle or he's not playing Detroit, he actually sucks. Um, <laughs> what? He gets, to play, he gets to play Detroit goes, twice a year. He gets to play Detroit twice a year, and its sample size is so small. It's but so that's tiny. what I'm saying. It's so tiny. It's so tiny. But here's the thing. Alvin Kamara, there's no way in hell that he doesn't face at least one, like at least three games of suspension. He has mm-hmm. literally gone out there and said, I will pay you money to shut up about this. Because at this point, it's all but proven that he was at least involved in this man's beatdown. And as far as the Dalvin Cook case, I actually looked that up, and that's still an ongoing trial right now. So that's probably why we have no like resolution to any of that issue but i can't see the nfl going out there and saying there's so much evidence that says this guy did it and then he pretty much went out and said here's a hundred thousand dollars shut up about this and i i just don't see them seeing you can't see the nfl not doing what they should have done yeah come on exactly come on this is the nfl we're talking about here I think it's safe to say that we cannot. I mean, Ray Rice got four games for beating his wife in an elevator. So, <laughs> I, mean, Dude, video I know too, there was no walking away from that one. Yeah, yeah, but we never know. It's hard to predict what the NFL is going to do in these situations. They've proven that they are they are just flying by the seat of their pants, making it up as they go. Um, so it does make it very hard. I would have honestly taken him at uh, Alexander Madison in the eighth round. Um, if he had fallen to me uh, to the eighth, tenth pick instead of the eight, five pick, um, because I think at that point as a, as a number three running back, I'd be cool riding that. If I was doing a zero running back build and that's how he fell to me as like my number one or two, uh, I wouldn't feel great about that though, because I mostly agree with Justin on, on yeah. Madison. He's going to have that, his and moments, that's fair, right? He's because... not going to be a, a, a running back that carries my team. So Alexander yeah, Madison what... and my and mine just went six six. And I was absolutely disgusted by that. I was like, oh, my God, what is going Dude, on the, here? These, it's so hard, too, in these leagues to compare who went where. And I know we're going to have a big talk about all this. But, like, man, yeah. some of these drafts are all over the place. It's crazy. It's it just so all comes different. down to, like, what are you – and this is what we talk about weekly, right? Like, what are you asking Alexander Madison to be for your team, right? Like, I feel like it's very Debo Samuel where, like, I don't want Debo Samuel to be my wide receiver one. But if he's my wide receiver three or my first flex, I'm feeling pretty hot about that. I don't think I want Alexander Madison as my running back one. Um, probably not even as my running back two, but if he's like one of my top flexes, I'm feeling a little bit better about what his upside can be. Um, but, I mean, so much depends on that, you know. Yeah, I, I agree. If, if he's a flex play or if he's even an RB3, I, I'll back off. You know, that's probably where I'll take him. But I'm not going to rely on him as my hero RB, and I really feel sketched out about having him as my RB, too. Yeah. Are we still talking about Kamara? We're not done yet? Yeah, no. we were kind of wrapping it up. No, we, we pivoted. We, we, we pivoted into who's going around Kamara now and who he we could be going around if, if an alleviated suspension were to come his way, which it will. Ah, Okay. Okay, I can get on board with that. I was just like, just don't draft them at ADP. <laughs> <I was like, laughs> um, but um, I'll let you guys finish then. I'm sorry for, for coming in hot about I, it. I, I just had strong. Up- 
Oh, okay, cool. Well, other than that, on news and announcements, like it's kind of fun to miss news and announcements because, like I said, we're in the dark ages right now. Like, like we're like I guess there is something. We're one week out from from rookies reporting to camp and like training camp starting. Um, Netflix put out a show about three quarterbacks that you probably don't really give a shit about. Like, I guess Patrick Mahomes is okay, but like I don't want to watch Kirk Cousins and I don't want to watch Mar Marcus Mariota. But the real announcement that I want to talk about is that the Dynasty Cup is here. We brought it up last week a little bit, but we want to invent something that is a tournament that proves just how good you are at Dynasty. You know, no more of this, uh, how good did you, did you do in the Scott Fish? Now we have something for Dynasty. We have a killer lineup coming for you in August. We have the folk, folks like Dave Kluge. We have uh, uh, our boy Herms is coming on. We've got Jordan Rames, who was on last week. Uh, we got Kev. all kinds of folks coming in. Wherever, mm. Yeah, we got Kevin Coleman. We got so many people. I will announce lineup so make sure that you're following us on twitter but we have heavy hitters and we'll put on the announcement we're thinking about multiple divisions here guys and the winner of your division will win a pot but the divisional winner with the highest po total point scored is going to win a massive pot and all these all this will be announced here pretty soon but we'll shove on past we'll pay some bills and then we'll talk scott fish y'all <laughs> Fantasy Sports Corp and Underdog Fantasy have teamed up to start your fantasy season off in the win column with Best Ball. What is Best Ball? It's quite simply the easiest way to win. No team management, no trades, no waivers. It's their biggest contest ever and it has only gotten bigger. You simply have to sit and win. You don't even have to set your lineup. Always get your best score every week. Just enter a contest, draft your team, and Underdog will do the rest. What could make this even better? How about free money? Up to $100 using our exclusive promo code. Go online now and use the promo code TSSDynasty to double your deposit up to $100. You tell them Gingerbread sent you. Good girl. Good girl. Good girl. Gingerbread sits you. And it is tournament season, y'all, which is a perfect transition into our, our our big boy of the day, our big boy segment, which is it's actually Scott Fishbowl. It's no more it's like this isn't a drill. It's real. We have real rosters. We have permanently made bad decisions or good ones. And we've already started flexing and bragging on Twitter, but we can actually dig deep a little bit into these rosters and, uh, and talk about um, kind of – our thought process throughout here, because like, again, you, we, we went through this a little bit and went through the way that we, that, that we would like to approach. And then if you look at some of Chuck's rosters, he's just pure fucking chaos. So now actually seeing his roster completed at this point, it's, it, it's fun to see like, like the chaos come together. Um, so we'll start with yours. Let me get yours pulled up. Give me just a second. Uh, you went like robust running back. Am I correct? I, I kind of did. I, I hammered running back and tight end, and I mean hammered um, across the board, and that's not an alcohol pun. Um, I realized something about this competition. Um, so, like, the live, live events are a blast, right, and a lot of fun, and I really enjoyed it, a lot of camaraderie, a lot. I mean, just, you know, we all love drafting live. Um, there's some motherfucking sharps in these live drafts, and I realized that when I see some of the – fucking draft boards you guys got to compete against as opposed to mine um i was getting just absolutely sniped eight nine ten picks down the road all the way up until i was about to pick man it was um i had to go wild with it and i had to get a little nuts 
Um, and I still feel good about it. You know, I, I, I do so many of these mocks and stuff, uh, mainly just to be a meme and, you know, stir the pot. Um, and sometimes it does bleed into my season, but here, man, I just, uh, I actually did feel pretty strongly about having an original team. Nice. Um, so I'm still pulling yours up because I got to sign back into Slack. Oh, wait, here it is. Give me just a second. Yeah, you went bully tight in, which is like ballsy as hell for I, – like I said, like I get I get it. I get why people went like bully tight in and rub us running back. But it, I, I don't know if I'm just like too orthodox to my own methodology to have the balls to do it. So, I, again, I commend you for for – for doing mm-hmm. that for us. Uh, there it is. Your first pick that you went, you went uh, one on, and you, you picked from the tail end, the one twelve, right? Yeah. I was at the mercy of the draft on like uh, with, with, with very, um, very much, you know, and, and that's what you got to do, right? Like when you're, when you're that far down the line, you kind of have to take your swings, right? You can't hope on anybody coming back around. It's like, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to plant my flag right now. And, you know, we all, you can crunch all the numbers you want on tight end and running back in this, in this, in this format, but we don't really, we really don't know. So I'm trying to capitalize on that and, uh, you know, maybe, maybe sour some other teams in the process. Okay, I, I got his roster pulled up. He went at the 112. He's at the turn here. Austin Eckler and then B. John Robinson. Like, for me right there, I'm like, cool. I don't need another running back ever. Like, I, I just, like, I feel like you just nailed it right, right then. And then, like, of course, we got. Rounds. Yeah, exactly. And then this is where he, he takes into the bully tight end. And remember, we got mm-hmm. third round reversal. So this is like a, like, a, almost like a. Andrew, can a, you put that on the screen that I just shared? Yeah. Yeah, there we go. There, yeah, here's the roster right here so we can look at it. Um, yeah, he went bully tight end right after that, and he pulls the trigger. Oh, excuse me. He gets Anthony Richardson because, if you again, we got the mm-hmm. per carry thing. So right now, sure. I, right now, I think it is automatic that you should be targeting rushing tight, uh, rushing quarterbacks. So yeah. I think Jalen Hurts is a 101. We'll talk mm-hmm. about Jalen Hurts and how I got sniped at the 102 later. I, I do, I do have to say – I do have to say something stupid happened here. Stupid might be the wrong word, but this is where this show is so great, right? I did enough mock with Justin and saw Justin take him at like 204 that when he's there at like 301, I'm like, oh shit, is this a deal? <laughs> is this a, oh, is yeah. this a little, little action I'm about to get right now? Yeah, um, um, yeah, dude, that's uh, – uh, I think that's pretty apt right there because uh, if I could get – I was targeting – Happy to help, the 311. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, that's, I took him over Daniel Jones, but it, those were the only two guys I would have taken there. And if not, I would have punted down the line pretty significantly on quarterback. Uh, I just don't value bit value it as much as because I only value the rushing quarterbacks. So um, well, not only, but I, I have a high, a high priority on them. And so if they're not available, I was comfortable with, you know, some of the later picks, but man, quarterbacks went, they went so much earlier than I was expecting a lot of them to go, but yeah, I mean that's that's kind of what happens. For you right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That explains explains why you got like Matt Stafford because like that uh, at least you Matt got like Stafford. Trey Lance. Yeah, you got you got Trey Lance mm-hmm. as like a um, 
a backstop if he hits and i don't blame you at all because i'm i'm mm-hmm. thinking about drafting it myself but like besides of what you did as far as like where you went like with your running backs and when you drafted mm-hmm. at the opposite end that i did yeah. i love your draft because your receivers mm-hmm. are kind of the same where i, I i'm at i drafted mm-hmm. i drafted brandon Ayuk and Jahan dotson around yeah. the same area you did actually brandon Ayuk, i probably drafted mm-hmm. a little earlier um it, which is great you got two guys who have consistent mm-hmm. Uh, like week weekly wide receiver one upside, you know, and this is yeah. going to be like more of like a ports per game thing. Exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> like you're, you're going off spike weeks, but like your tight ends, man, you got Dallas Goddard, you got Darren Waller. Um, that, th- these are guys that, again, you want to talk about guys who could finish, let's say tight end too. Cause like till Travis mm-hmm. Kelsey is a um, D D throne. I think Darren yeah. Waller is excellent. Cause like, imagine if you would have went Daniel Jones here and went after that stack, um, Justin oh, and Andrew, I'll let, I'll let you talk, talk about Chuck's roster here and give your thoughts and opinions. Maybe yeah, shit but, on him. No, nah, you know, I'm not going to shit on him here. Cause I think when you, <laughs> when you, like he said, he let the draft come to him. And when you, when you end up, you know, two top running backs uh, right at the turn, and then turns around and takes his uh, his rushing quarterback at the start of the third round. I think considering the way his build went, <clears throat> and then going tight end heavy as well, uh, you still managed to get a balanced team here. Like I like the upside of the receivers you have. I, I like mm-hmm. um, even the guys you have in your flex. Now we talked about Kamara earlier. I'm not exactly stoked on Kamara, but what's that? I can't even see. It's too small. Uh, you got him what the eight, at the end of the eighth round. So like I guess value wise mm-hmm. that uh, that that could play out real well for you. So yeah, I. I like the way you went so far. I was I was surprised. I think I told you I was surprised with the route you went just based on the conversations we had in the weeks leading up to it that uh, this mm-hmm. didn't seem like the strategy you were going to employ, but uh, it works. Yeah, it does. It got, um, it, yeah, it got, it got a little – I don't know. I just felt like I had to you – know, and, Jaeger, you said a lot of good – I mean, the, those wide receivers, I took them, and I took them specifically because I think those are guys who – have the potential to be, I think people have an idea of who they are already, as opposed to an idea of who we think they can be. Um, and those are the mm-hmm. kind of guys I'm trying to grab pretty consistently. I felt similarly with Chark. I felt similarly with, um, with London. Um, just, you know, this is a huge, this, this will be a winning team or the by far worst team in the division. Um, and that's kind of what I wanted. Yeah. This is, this so, Chuck, remember in the mock draft, when we did the mock draft, and that's exactly what you said about my team. I look at this team, and I'm like, I actually really like this team because all you have to do is have one of these receivers pay off into, like, the next tier, and you're almost mm-hmm. set. You know, you have Drake London or Brandon Ayuk hit up into that yeah. top 15 range. Mm-hmm. Good. Then you got Darren Waller in a new spot where he's got limited wide receiver options. You got Dallas Goddard, who will just build off of last year's connection with Jalen Hurts. One bully tight end, Alvin Kamara, whatever, you know, whatever happens with him, he could be one of those sneaky back end of the season type of guys where you start to go on a roll, and it's because of Alvin Kamara. Um, Zach Charbonnet, obviously a big question mark right now. Might not be a big question, like – Kenneth Walker was a big question mark going into last season. Now he's officially in the Rashad Penny role, and Charbonnet's right where Walker was last year. So who's to say it doesn't, you know, repeat itself again and Charbonnet is not the lead back by the end of the year? 
Matthew Stafford. I still like Matthew Stafford as a solid uh, quarterback, but that's mostly because he's got Cooper Cup. He's got the ultimate safety valve. Guy catches everything. And then I do like what you did with Algier, handcuffing him to B. John. Um, mm-hmm. And then DJ Chark, very underrated play right there. I, I think so. Yeah. Artist to get DJ Chark and Alec Pierce at the end of every single draft. Because I look at those guys as really huge possibilities to break mm-hmm. you know, out like the top 50 in wide receivers. And their ADP is well below that. So I yeah. really like what you did here. And low-key Jerome Ford, I actually like that pick a lot too. Because same, Kareem Hunt had a big role in that offense. And mm-hmm. they need somebody to fill those shoes. And it's guess what? It's not going to be Dearness Johnson because he's in Jacksonville. So who's it going to be? Tough. Jerome. Tough, tough, tough. Yeah. yeah. Um, Look-wise, no Scott Fishbowl leagues are alike because DJ Chark went to you in the 15th round. He, he won in the 13th in my league. It's crazy, <laughs> so, man. It, it, it's it's crazy. It's it's funny because and we'll move on. But like this like this me, team, like, I don't want these bitches to get it. <laughs> this this team this team was probably three snipes, and I mean quick snipes too, within like a couple picks. Of looking completely different, and I mean completely different yeah. from like, uh, from like a Jamar Gibbs to um, a Keenan Allen to um, like some other some other running backs. I'm looking at right now. I'm trying to think of who else I had target. Miles Sanders. I mean Mixon. Guys who were like so close to like completely reshaping what this roster looks like, um, and you just kind of never know, right? You have to be as fluid as possible. Yep. Yeah, and uh, one last thing before we move on, that, that here's a good point that like especially with Scott Fishbowl, pay attention to your scoring and rules. Because one thing that I mm. it, like Chuck said he was at the mercy of his draft slot. I think the tail end of the draft was the optimal spot to be at. At least like yeah. after like the six pit six pit can on because like I mm. look we'll get to my roster next. I liked where I was at. Like I like I'm not hating my roster at all. But you were able, like, I feel way more comfortable going like a robust running back early, seeing the roster that you got afterwards because mm-hmm. you have that third round reversal. So you have the opportunity yeah. to get your quarterback, or if you want to get a tight end, you just have like a lot more options. So I like that. And then, um, and then the two, we like we just talked about the difference. <laughs> like, Jahan Dodson went 10 12. I took him, and we'll, we'll go to mine in a minute. I took him in the mm-hmm. eighth round, uh, and he would have went there anyway, regardless, because someone else I sniped True. someone else. So, Andrew, uh, actually, this is a good segue. We'll move up to my roster, and we'll get Justin in time to send his screenshot in. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is, it is. I see it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bear with us, folks, while Andrew gets this on the board. Uh, I I started at the one hundred two. So did I took. You, sorry, did you send me your uh, Josh Allen reluctantly? Oh, there it is. Yeah, it. it's on I Slack. I got it. <laughs> He's getting reluctant. Uh, Josh I, Allen pick. This is. I took the one of two. Yeah, exactly. But like, I, 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 I knew. <laughs> I, I was it, like, though. this is this is Scott yeah. Fishbowl. Someone's gonna take Josh Allen or or Pat Mahomes. That's what I thought. So I was like, if I get Hurts, I, I know it's one pick, but that's one pick further back on on like a turn i'd rather i'd rather start further back as possible i end up getting sniped on jalen hurts and i'm not gonna lie like i tilted a little bit and then i just slapped myself and realized that josh allen rushes too and is also like really really good at football and i should stop being a shithead about it what killed me honestly is the stack here because like uh i'm a dynasty guy through and through 
and I hate taking old wide receivers. So I had to shower after drafting Stefan Diggs uh, ahead of like AJ Brown and Garrett Wilson. Cause I'm like, I get I'm like, that though. Not- I get it. I totally understand. You got to though. It's like, like yeah. in this format, it, it's plus EV man. It stacks. And like, Let's say that like you're the one guy listening or watching who doesn't know what like a stack means and what plus e means a plus EV means. It's plus estimated value, meaning that when Josh Allen throws a touchdown, it's more likely to go to Stefan Diggs than it's likely to go to AJ Brown. So that week you're getting the most out of your spike weeks. And I know that's a stupid way to do it. Well, of course it's going to go to Stefan Diggs. So why wouldn't it go to A.J. Brown? That's why you shouldn't draft A.J. Brown. Because if he has a down week, that does nothing for you, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. you know. Whereas like Josh Allen's always going to be good, so your chances of Stefan Diggs being good are doubled on top of that. And even in this format, you get the triple stack, where you have kickers who are – you get like – 3.3 points per yeah. like like point yeah. after. So like if you turn around and get the triple stack on one touchdown, that's like mm-hmm. like I, I, that's a lot of math, but it's that's good points. That's a it's a lot of triple math. stack and double stack. You don't see it often. Exactly. Exactly. Um so moving on down this roster, um like I'm a zero. I told you guys I was going to go zero running back and I did. And like I, I I kind of alluded on Chuck's roster, I took Daniel Jones at the 311 and like I, I uh, to me, it's obvious. Daniel Jones, if, if you were to look at my draft board, he was the only quarterback with uh, with the exception of Kyler Murray who's coming off injury with a, with the rushing floor. And if you're getting a point per rush attempt, it's a no-brainer that Daniel Jones has a smash in this format. And then I keep hammering wide receiver home – or or excuse me, I get my tight end. I get Kyle Pitts. I pissed a lot of people off because Kyle Pitts and like redraft is going – like two rounds later mm-hmm. than this, like two, like, 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 and, and when you talk about like these higher rounds, that's a lot. Like, like, so mm-hmm. someone was like, I thought I was going to get him. I'm like, bro, you guys let a fucking shark in this, in this lobby. You weren't walking <laughs> away with Kyle Pitts, you know? So I took him there. And then again, I continue to, to hit wide receiver and take DJ Moore, Brandon, Ayuk, Jahan Dotson. I finally take my first wide receiver with David Montgomery, because again, I'm okay settling for grinders. Because and I and I know this is a gamble. It's kind of the opposite of what Chuck Chuck hits. Because I, I treat this like tight end. I'm gonna get the studs, or I'm gonna wait, and I'm gonna get guys who are gonna get carries. They may not be as meaningful as Bijan, but they could be good. So I'll pass it off to you, Chuck. What do you think of my roster? Roast me. Uh, roasting is hard because it's like a lot of people went with, and I mean I do mean a lot of people because it's very consistent across the board. But it's not consistent in this group, uh, and I mean the four of us. Mm. A lot of people went uh, balanced, and I think the balance that a lot of people have is going to end up biting them in the ass because they're not going to – even if they reach those topper parts of their own group, I don't think that they're going to come – they don't have the ceiling that a lot of these other teams have. Um, you crushed it pretty heavily with the EV talk. I mean, that, that, that that's 101, and you've got two high-quality rushing quarterbacks. Um, hard mm-hmm. to pass on that – or hard, not hard to pass, hard to dog that even whatsoever. And, I mean, you took guys that, like, you took – You've got your you might have a wide receiver heavy build, which might look, you know, um, it's not like you took and where you got the guys at value. You didn't reach for a bunch of like stud wide receivers. You've got your digs and your DJ Moores, which are going to be anchor wide receivers. And you've got Ayuk and Dotson, who we already talked about as far as guys who can elevate their play into a tier, but they're not being drafted like they can elevate themselves. 
such. So, and you got Montgomery, who I mean is like, I mean, was anybody going to be surprised if Montgomery is like a top 13 back this year? And I know that's a very specific uh, range of outcomes. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's going to be very involved in a heavy Lions rushing attack. So, and this is just the beginning of your draft. I mean, you're so far behind. (laughs) You've got so many more, you've got so many other good places that you can go with this. Uh, but as far as like the foundation of the team, you're looking, uh, you're, you're looking absolutely rock solid. Yeah. And then it's like, like you said, man, like it, it, I'm at a point, like I kind of like that we're all at different levels or at least that I'm behind. Cause now I could tell you guys, let's say you're at this point. I, I hopefully no one in my lobby is watching this, but like, I have a very set plan. Like I was talking to them. Like I have a, I'm lucky. I have a really good group. They're, they are sharks. I got like Sam Wagman in there. And then even mm-hmm. like the, the the normie folks are in there, like they know their shit. Um, so we're like very active and chatty. But I, I I'm one of the few guys where they're like, you have a plan. I'm like, bro, I'm going on schedule. The Jalen Hurts thing, like like fucked me up. But I've been yeah. saying on this podcast, this is how I build rosters. And I've been saying on every podcast, I love David Montgomery. I feel good depending on the build build having david montgomery as my rb1 or two like like i I, again guys um andrew showed a roster that we won't put we won't put this guy on blast (laughs) but he's a guy that had a (laughs) hero build i was actually we were thinking the same thing because i was just looking at his roster seeing where he went after i showed to you you continue and i'll give you an update okay human rights violation we might put him on blast i don't know i kind (laughs) of want to see it but (laughs) but like we can show it without his name yeah, the, the, there's a right way to do like zero RB and here RB, and there's a wrong way. And I try to do it the right way. Like I like wide receivers aren't as valued as much as tight ends and running backs. But if I'm gonna get wide receivers, I want studs. I don't want well maybe Chris Godwin or maybe this. I went with studs early because there is a real cliff of running back after Jahan Dotson. I am skipping two rounds on wide receiver. I, I don't. I don't care about those yeah. at all. Yeah, that, that, that's like yeah. Chuck. Where you went towards the tail end of your draft, that's exactly where I'm going. I'm looking at. I got Charmaine mm-hmm. at the top of my queue. I'm gonna hit that right there. I got Damian Harris going later. Later, because like one of my strategies here, like maybe I'm trying to overdo it, but I want. I want every Buffalo Bills rushing touchdown. So that means that I'm gonna get Josh Allen and Damian Harris, and and I like Damian I Harris wanted... was one of the guys that got sniped from me, and I'm uh, was yeah. that one like actually really made me mad because it was in like what was it the twelfth round, and I was like here he comes I'm gonna get him this is gonna this my number four running back mm-hmm. is gonna be great, yeah, so like the, the, that's with per the, that's with purpose there there are wrong ways to do ZRB let's say like I got like um. If I went DK Metcalf with like my wide receiver one, that is like a wrong way to do it. I think that's like mm, that's someone yeah. that is like not yeah. going to get. Again, you're doing two things wrong. You're not going plus EV, and then you're not going. You're not. I, I think that DK Metcalf is good. I just don't see like uh, one word that I love to use now is range of outcomes because it yeah. is more specific than ceiling. I don't think DK Metcalf's range of outcomes is consistently finishing top five. I think he can mm-hmm. consistently finish type uh, top 10 and he's going to have like a 45 point spike week. Like I, I can almost guarantee he's going to have that, but I just don't see the consistency out of any of the Seattle wide receivers, to be honest. Like I love Tyler Lockett, you know, but that's not a guy that I want to have in this type of build. Justin, Andrew, do you have any thoughts before we move on to your guys' rosters? 
No, you guys nailed it off for this one for me. Nothing mm-hmm. to add. Yeah. Uh, DK Metcalf uh, didn't have a top five. He didn't have a top six week last year, let alone them drafting Jackson Smith and Jigba this year. <laughs> Uh, exactly. Oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. We 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 do need to quickly, like we alluded to, just how to how not to do a hero running back build with that lineup that I sent you guys. I'm gonna give you an update mm. of where that went because I forget what the last. Uh, I forget what the last. I, I think it was like Jahan Dotson or something was the last guy that you guys saw. Um, <clears throat> so this this guy had the number one pick, Matt Patrick Mahomes. Fine. Mm. And then he went running back in the second round with Jameer Gibbs. Okay, fine. <laughs> then he went <laughs> like I'm, I don't love it, but like whatever, let's see what he does, kind of thing. Mm. After that, running back Gibbs in the second round, he drafted it's one, such a knee two, cap. three, four, five, six, eight wide receivers. Now up until the 14th round, eight wide receivers, two tight ends, another quarterback, and his second running back now is Jarek McKinnon. His RB two oh is Jarek Jarek McKinnon. Anchoring down Shamir Gibbs. That's a con. That's a content team. Somebody, somebody laid down <laughs> on the wire so that their team would get spread around for content. Yeah. So the, his yeah, last like five picks was uh, was Addison, Dalton Kincaid, Jarek McKinnon, and then Sky Moore Bam. and uh, Rache Rice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like like again. <laughs> the reason why you don't do that, guys, is like I said that wide receiver cliff. Like I've drafted my wide receivers. There's guys that I want. I want to get Flowers later. I want to get Elijah Moore. But like I yeah. don't need them. I don't need them if that makes yeah. sense. Like like well, I don't need to go and get mm-hmm. them now. All I need to focus on is running back at this point. So yes. I this guy could have even guys. this guy could have somewhat saved this to yeah. be like he's just taking massive risk here because his last two picks at the turn was like I said were Moore and Rice. Two running backs that were actually I will give because there's only been a few picks of them. The four running backs that came off the board since that pick, Tanks Bigsby, um, what's the uh, – I forget his first name, Johnson in Chicago. Roshan. Um, thank you, yep. Uh, Ezekiel you guys Elliott. I'd rather have. Ezekiel yeah, Elliott and Kenneth have. Gainwell were, the, were four running backs that have been taken since he took his last two picks. Tank, if he took Bigsby and Johnson there with those next two picks, like I still don't love his running back build. But I can at least say, okay, he realized he made a mistake and he's trying his best. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was about to say, I was like, like those are the guys that you want. Like, like those are the one injury away, or they're yeah. they're a young guy, they're a young guy that could probably eat in the snaps. Like, like that that those are your targets. That's just that just ain't it. So this is a good segue. So what did you do, Andrew? What is what is the good thing that you did? Pull up your roster and let's talk about that. Yeah, let me see if I can. Uh... Let me stop that. I got switch screens. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, I get it. I love I love your wide receivers. Uh, uh, while he gets this up, he, he started with the, with Trevor Lawrence, and then he gets Jamar Chase. Like I, I right there, I like this is fucking beautiful. And he's got the whole board up. Yeah, yeah. I got the whole board up. But uh, but I'm 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 uh, let me show my my mouse over there. You can't see my mouse. Never mind. Uh, I'm in the tenth slot though. Yeah. So look, I I don't mind the way. Uh, the way my draft has gone, um, what I am starting to not like is my running back room because that's where I kept getting sniped right about after the um, the the Bryce uh, no after the Dalton Schultz Schultz pick. 
because my hope was to take Schultz there and then to take Montgomery right at when that came back around on the turn. I did not think the guy in the 12th spot was going to take another running back considering what he had on his team already. Uh, and I was wrong and I lost out on Montgomery. I probably still could have gotten Schultz if I just reversed my order there and take Montgomery and then Schultz after the turn. So I wish that had happened because now I'm not loving the idea of Ezekiel Elliott as my fourth running back considering he's on a team, but I've had to pivot to what I've had to do. Yeah. Is you, you got a strong core though. Um, like if let's say Lawrence takes the step forward here, then you mm. got like Lawrence consistently top 10 and then he has rushing upside that's underrated, but you got studs like Jamar Chase, Josh Jacobs, Devontae mm-hmm. Smith. Like those are three guys. We talked about range of outcomes. <clears throat> Top five is in their range of outcomes every mm-hmm. week. These are set well, and forget it guys. And if Lawrence takes that step, having both Ridley and Kirk, I have um, one of them will take that step with him too. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. That's why. I want, like, one, that's why once I got one, I knew I had to eventually. This is this is a really funny one because you had Christian Kirk at nine three in my draft. He went six twelve before Ridley. Did he really? What? That's I know, wild. man. This is why so, these things are insanity. Yeah. It's just crazy. And I almost that's so funny. <laughs> I almost screwed up that that Ridley pick too for me because I actually at where I took uh where I took Walker at the um move my screen a little bit at the five three pick. Uh, I actually meant to draft Ridley there and then I kind of had a brain fart and I took Walker and then like the second after I took Walker I went like shit I screwed up like I'm not going to get Ridley now there's no way he's going to come back around to me I I predicted that fifth round and sixth round to be mostly wide receivers taken I got lucky he came back around to me and and I think I made that pick in about two seconds yeah because like again plus EV man you got like you got Trevor Lawrence's uh, let, let's just pro- project the top target. What mm-hmm. what round is that? The sixth round. That's that that's wild stuff, guys. That is. Well, wild look where Eng- look where Evan Ingram went right before my Ridley pick. I had planned on taking Ingram there instead. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so uh, I guess this is a good time to to ask you guys this: How often are you guys willing? I, I heard this talk from from a couple people. They were like, mm-hmm. "What? I need to stop letting people get their stacks." And I'm like, I don't, I've never, I, I, like, I don't, what? <laughs> like, just, so just I draft it. for spite? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't, I, I don't think like that. I think like I can get this stack or I like this player, but I don't think fuck this guy because like, nah. like one, you're, you're thinking, you're thinking in such a small vacuum because you're not playing yeah. against just the guys in your lobby. You're playing with like, like I'm playing against Chuck. That's it. I'm playing against That's absolutely Justin. it. No, like, you you're you're so right. It's like <laughs> it's like in this is the end when Danny McBride is like pours all the water out and he's like, You guys forced my fucking hand. He sees pours all the That's what I think of what I think of people do. I think of people going and putting stacks out like that, or, or like stack anti-stack hunting, basically. That's that's yeah, awful. I, yeah, it was some wild like again like that. I'm glad you guys thought that because like like they're, they're nice guys and like I, again like for the most part they're like not. I'm not in a chump division. Like I picked the high noon division because I'm like guys who drink high noons they don't give a fuck. They're just trying to have a good time. And like turns out they are serious. They just have like very good taste in seltzers. So like <laughs> like, I, like I'm not trying to like. Uh, 
uh, crap on them or, or anything like that. But I just I heard that comment and I thought that that was wild that you're going to you're going to chase a, a, a stack. Oh, we got Club Fantasy mm. FFL. Uh, these are my oh, boys here. It. Okay. We were just both yeah. at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Definitely got sniped on my Herbert Allen stack. Oh my God. This is what we're talking about. Like we're talking like not only are you hamstringing yourself, you are like hurting the fun of someone else. That is like double mm-hmm. whammy. It's like you said, you nailed it. You nailed it, Chuck, by saying it's like this is the end. You're like, look, you forced <laughs> my hand. Let's like pour out all the water so nobody has fun. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like uh, yeah. such a lack of confidence in yourself, if we're being honest. That's how it really yeah. feels if you're going that route. All right. Yeah. Literally drinking a high noon right now. See, this is what I'm Let's saying. Go. Like, Let's go. Let's go, baby. Yeah. Apparently, apparently the fantasy community, they like they know a good fucking seltzer. Like they know they know a good Watch seltzer. Out for those sunny D's, though. Those sunny D's will get yeah. you. Mm. Yeah. So we'll move on to Justin's roster right now. And um well, his his is probably one of my favorites, to be honest. I'm a little mm. Justin. You're good at this. There's a reason why you're fantasy Jesus, and we're just your disciples, my guy. Like, uh... <laughs> I, do, I, I do love this time, this roster too. This roster is uh, is pretty ideal. So yeah. you're you're gonna hate me for saying this because you just ripped a hole into people who snipe people to intentionally get. Stacks away from certain people, so oh, God. I did that pull up. Pull a couple up. Pull times up. just because I was not being spiteful. I was just trying to be strategic about it. I was just like, "This motherfucker is gonna get Mark Andrews, Lamar Jackson," and I'm just like, "Mark Andrews look really good on my team." Yep, click. And then literally a couple rounds later. Guy next to me had been going off. He's like the most excited guy in our entire group. And I was just like, you know what? This guy's, to take got him down this guy's got Tua. I'm going to take Jalen motherfucking Waddle. Because <laughs> he's going to look real good on my team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. That's a... God, I just called you fantasy Jesus and you're over here doing the devil's work. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> to be to be fair, like you took Justin Herbert, so like you don't have like I would call like a premium stack. Like no. I don't really like I don't want Mike Williams or Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen, we might eat shit about. Like I love Keenan Allen's game, but Keenan Allen is old as hell and i play dynasty so i don't want him on my roster so like really would you would you take justin herbert it's the wild west for you baby you're like i'm about to chaos if if i fuck with you you're on my roster like like, you know sorry i don't like i don't blame you for doing this at all because it's like like who who are you gonna take you you kind of went hero running back but like deandre swift is like a when we talk about heroes, he's like Hawkeye. He's not like he's not Iron Man, but like he's all, he's a hero, you know, he's in somebody's right. eyes. <laughs> uh, I, I wanted Swift, and I went against it. I I I, I could have got Swift, but I didn't want to take the uh, the cliff. And uh, Justin, I'm happy that you're in a lobby that's just as fucking slow as I am, or maybe you started later than I did. <laughs> I made so much I, worse. I I've made six today. I'll look at these guys be on green, and I'm just just pick a fucking player. What are you yeah. doing? It does annoy me when you can see that they're online. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. Like, they don't pick, and then you this see the green dot disappear. I know, shit, you. This guy was on live for two hours 
in 30 <laughs> minutes, and I just about damn near rid on there. Just fucking pick already. <laughs> God damn it, that's not enough time. <laughs> it's, basement. it's an eight-hour clock. I get all eight hours. Exactly. Faceman, oh Faceman in my lobby, if you ever see this, I love you, dude, because we bonded because your name is from the A-Team, and I'm full of pop culture, and I happen to just know that old-ass show. But damn it, bro, you're at the turn, and you fucking kill me. Like, he's right there messaging us. He's like, "I'm a, let me get off the golf course. And I'm like, you're right there. You're on your phone. Just like you have a queue. Like we're professionals. This is a Yeah, do people not use their queue and rank them in the order they they like? Not let me get off the tractor. Let me get off the bobcat. Let me get off the fucking crane. Something that's dangerous to somebody. Now this motherfucker's over here chugging a high noon going, oh shit, it's my turn to go. I got to get over here in the shade so I can make the appropriate pick. I don't want my phone to get all hot. Make the fucking shit. No shit, Justin. He sent a picture of a high noon. I'm like, this motherfucker has, excuse my French, this dude has like time to snapshot a high noon. It wasn't even a good flavor. It was grapefruit. And then like, I bet it wasn't even the first fuck. I bet it wasn't even the first picture. I bet he took six. Now you're, yeah. now you're shooting down his flavor choice. That's low, man. Grapefruit. Yeah. And then, and then, thank you, thank one. you, Justin. Yeah, a grapefruit is ungood. I will drink it because yeah. I'm drunk, but like I'm gonna bitch about it in my head the whole time. But like it's it's like <laughs> not a, a good alcohol it, mix. I agree. No, exactly. <laughs> and it, and the fact that he chose his first, he chose his first pick, and then again he's at the turn that he's like, hang on, I'll pick in a second. I'm like, bro, like <clears throat> like you're at the turn, you're at the golden spot. What are we doing? Anyway, I'm sorry about that tangent, guys. I just got real like, like I, there's draft etiquette. There's draft etiquette. That was truth. I, I was about that wasn't to, a tangent. Yeah. That was truth. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. yeah. Yeah. Um. So we have a little bit of time. So I will kick the new topic I have till next week, and then I'll talk. I'll talk the cop the talk about the topic that I kicked from last week, and we're talking about make or break players. This is about Ooh. dynasty and redraft this is just football in general to be honest these are guys that we are rostering we have hope and and we hope that they're going to be somebody but if they don't do it this year we got to come to jesus and i'm not even talking about just justin i mean like you need to go to a tabernacle or something and really evaluate it because like particularly me i have a lot of dj Moore and justin fields a lot a lot of yep. them and i'm the guy that's like you should draft dj Moore, even though they don't rush a lot blah 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 who cares about math like that's just been me so like i'm gonna look like shit if dj Moore is a, it doesn't do well so where are you guys at with dj Moore? i know most of our i think we're collectively pro dj Moore, right like none of us are like stat heads or like i'm not mm-hmm. you won't catch me in a spreadsheet too often you know when it comes to these things i just think he's good like uh he's good i'm no yeah i'm with you i want to know what for these this is a really good one right because some of the guys we're going to talk about have varying degrees of like make what their make is right for dj Moore, i just want to know if he has another gear um, if he doesn't, I would love to know that he doesn't so that I can – and I still think he has val- a, a lot of value, really, if he doesn't have another gear that he can go to. I just want to know if he does or not. Um, right. You know, like the whole Stefan Diggs, A.J. Brown going to different teams and 
being unlocked, like we saw them be very good with their original teams. So um, I just want to know with him specifically, like, have we seen what DJ Moore can be yet? Or do we already know? Yeah, we don't. We don't. Because we've seen mm-hmm. one year where he's – we've seen three years where he's been good mm-hmm. but can't score a touchdown because he's mm-hmm. been in Carolina, which is a touchdown desert. It's been he's that been way. in Carolina where... with Christian McCaffrey at the time for the majority of those days, yes. who is the yeah. only guy who could score a touchdown on that team. Yeah. It's just and, – and here's the argument that I want to push back on because, like, we're, I was going to have us vote on make or break. We all think he's going to make it. We all think he's gonna, like he's going to make it. People keep talking about rushing volume. They're like, like Chicago Bears were historically low, so they would have to throw at an historically regressive rate higher to get there. And I'm like, it's you act like they they can't make the fucking decision to throw more or they can't make the, like, I just, I don't yeah. understand it. Like, it, you know, people are just like, well, I can't get DJ more because it, you know, I, I, I they, they ran a lot because that's the only thing that they could do. If you don't have wide receivers, you're not going to throw the ball. You're going to throw it to your running back and run it with a good running quarterback. You know, it just makes sense. It's not like, it's not like Matt Eberflus is going to be like, well, Andrew's spreadsheet says that I well, I, it's impossible for me to throw more, well, so I'm not. He doesn't do have it. a chance at winning the Super Bowl. Then I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's just like, what are we doing? We get to the point where we like remove ourselves so far from fantasy. So I'm just gonna move off that for the sake of time. I'm gonna move on to our next one. I, I will say, um, I got, I got, I, I have one more bully point for you there. The 2018 Ravens, when Lamar took over for Joe Flacco, rushed at the highest rate of comparison to passing as any team since like the 1940 Bears. And the next year, rookie Marquise Brown was averaging almost seven targets a game in just 11 starts. Like, I don't want to hear that these like things can't swing. Incredible. Like the the, the offense moved from wide receivers, the 2018 of Lamar averaging like less than three targets a game to doubling that. I know seven doesn't sound like a lot, it's 200% more than they were averaging in that nine games that Lamar played the previous season. So, like, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear any of that. Well, it makes sense because what's the easiest way to get a young rookie quarterback comfortable in the NFL is letting him do what he's comfortable with. Yes. And they let him do what he was comfortable with in that team. And now year mm-hmm. two, there's a reason why they say year two and three are the biggest uh, tells for young QBs on whether they're going to make it because mm-hmm. those are the years that the team then turns around and gives them more uh, responsibility and more, um, mm-hmm. I guess, versatility yep. in their game, and you got to see if they can handle it. That's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. They know how to play football. They know how to be athletic. Let's see what Justin Fields does. Yeah. Nice. So you can't buy Absolutely. you can't buy Justin Fields anymore, but you can still buy DJ Moore. There is a theory that like someone in your league likes DJ Moore more than you and they already have it, so you can't afford him. And it's probably true. And his name is probably it's yeah, it's that's like his name is probably <laughs> Fantasy Bleach. If you're with me, I it's got it. <laughs> the answer is no. Unless you're gonna overpay, the answer is no. So like don't hit me up. Like stay out of my DMs. I'm gonna mm-hmm. shove past Brandon Ayuk because we talk about him every week and we all like him. Mm-hmm. You should buy him. Good. <laughs> yeah. about him enough. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna talk about another quarterback that one of us drafted. I think it was Andrew I Mac sure Jones. Mm-hmm. We talked about him a little bit. This is you want to talk about make or break. Mac Jones is like you. You know the cartoon where you're hanging on with two finger cliffs on the cliff. Like apparently, mm-hmm. even on his own team, he is. Come on, kitty. So at this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. At this year, 
I think he's so cheap. He's so cheap, dirt ass mm-hmm. cheap. That yeah. like I think he's he's worth buying. He's, he's worth going to accumulate having... 27, 28, 29 in that range. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's put it this way. Andrew, and, and this is redraft, but it's the same for, for Dynasty 2, where he just took him. It's almost identical. Yeah. Where Mac Jones is, you're like, oh shit, it's super flex. And I need a QB2. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank God, Mac Jones is still here. But he is that guy. That used to be Daniel sure. Jones. That used to be Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. And now it's Mac Fair. Jones. Yeah, Transition. So. See, see and, and specifically on my team with Scott Fishbowl, Mac Jones was my safety blanket where I took a risk with Bryce Young because I knew I, if I was going to take a young quarterback, I had to take him earlier. So Bryce Young yeah. is technically my second QB, but I feel comfortable with Mac Jones as my safety blanket there in case mm-hmm. Bryce Young doesn't turn up and turn out this year. I mm-hmm. This is a developing take for me. I'm getting higher and higher on Mac Jones uh, as as the day goes on here, I, I have him now finishing as a, a, a top twenty QB come the year end. Um, I Justin, like are you going to let these Patriots? Are you going to let these Patriots fans just continue to do so, this or what? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you why though because here's my biggest my <laughs> Let's biggest thing out. with Let's Mac, him out. <laughs> my biggest thing with uh, criticisms of Mac Jones was uh, not being able to keep his head on straight last year, losing this cool like it was the first time he's had to face adversity in his entire athletic career, going all the way back to. Peewee, basically. Uh, and I, I just couldn't handle how he handled it. Uh, what I've been starting to see, though, and there was one picture on social media that really started started all these wheels turning for me. Picture of him hanging out at somewhere tropical in nice clothes uh, with Tom Brady and Devin McCourty. I saw there are two guys from the Patriots history over the last 10 to 20 years that you want to be talking to a young, you know, spitfire of a guy on your team those are the two guys i want setting him straight uh and to see that hearing the way that the early uh ota stuff was uh what was coming out of there um i am just slowly getting higher and higher on mac jones being able to pull something together this year which has also called cause uh, a specific tight end and Mike Gesicki to rise up my rankings just a little bit. Nothing crazy, but I'm loving the value that he's getting because you're able to get him super late in these drafts as well. Yeah. So non-Patriots fans, Justin, we'll let you start because I know I know Chuck is cooking, so I'm gonna let him do the fish and blow. So <laughs> Chuck, you start. yeah, we're gonna put we're gonna put Chuck on the back burner. Let him sizzle a little bit. Let him finish up everything back there. <laughs> I'll just tell you straight up. I like Mac Jones, the quarterback. I don't like Mac Jones, the fantasy player. Mac Jones, the quarterback, I thought was very accurate. He had the ability to lead wide receivers in college. And I think he's an overall team leader. He is the kind of spitfire guy you want on your team to be leading your huddles. Fantasy-wise, he just doesn't cut it for me. I mean, this is a guy who could average – 12 points a game. That's That doesn't do it for me. I mean, it, it's nice as a, like you said, Andrew, a safety mm-hmm. blanket if something goes wrong. But at that point, I'll take somebody like a Brock Purdy in that situation. And guess what? I'm guaranteed Brock Purdy's going to have at least 15 points a game because that offense is too good to fail. So I'm going to look at that from that perspective. And the Patriots – they're not even good enough to maybe beat the Georgia Bulldogs on offense. Like, okay, that's hey now, oh come really on, that's, yeah. 
Okay. Making my job two hard rounds here. before. That's yeah, that's what. <laughs> like that's okay. Okay, we, we need one of those things with like a low blow or something like that. Like a little yeah, <laughs> that that, that one hurt. That one hurt. Uh, well, one more thing before I'm gonna give Chuck one more mm-hmm. piece that he can tear apart, maybe. But here's where I'm at with Mac Jones. I don't think you're right about fantasy. One reason why I think you should get Mac Jones, he's a fix and flipper. He's like. He's the house that you don't want to live in, but you could fix it up and make a nice profit on later. Because what I want for Mac Jones, I want him to get into that Derek Carr range or that mm-hmm. that at least like maybe poor man's Kirk Cousin range. Because now, like right now, people think Mac Jones is unfucking startable. And then mm-hmm. now people are like, well, at least I have a quarterback. And then you could package Mac Jones with like a first. And then you can maybe move up and then get like a different guy that you like that is actually going to get you fantasy points later. That's what I'm talking about. And I'm done. Chuck, I know what you think about it. Let us have it. And then we'll move on. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm going to give you guys a little gift because I will say I think Mac Jones is bad. And I don't think he'll be a a starting quarterback in the league within three years. However, the show is all about making the smart move. And I think that for where he's being drafted and what you're going to ask of him, I actually think his value is actually pretty nice. Um, I look at him like you look at maybe like an RB2 in a redraft or zero RB build where it's like this is the most findable position stat-wise that you might be able to put up, something you can rely on. He's going after guys I would never take before him. He's going after Kenny Pickett. He's going after CJ Stroud. He's going after – I'll be honest. I'll take him over Derek Carr straight up, and I know that's crazy, right? But I'm willing to throw out the entirety of last year. I mean, he was averaging – in games he didn't get injured, 35 pass attempts a game. I mean, that's going to be putting him way above some of these other guys that you'd be looking at. You know, that puts him in like Kirk Cousins' level of attempts, right? They just don't have the weapons that you'd like to see, which is – I mean, like look at 35 attempts a game. You're looking at almost 10 more than Brock Purdy. So, I mean, it's like – and that's where the San Francisco offense bakes into like its efficiency and what they're able to do overall, right? That's why you would take a Brock Purdy. Um, I just think, you know, he is exactly who I – he's going to be exactly who I think he is. Um, this is just his one year to prove that I'm wrong. Yep. If only Scott Fishbowl gave you 0.25 points per pass attempt. Then everybody would be yeah. all over Mac Jones. Yeah. Andrew, Andrew, when you Chuck drafted has... him, did you think that did you think that there was gonna be some Hopkins coming in? Or were so you, it's in were the back of my it's out? in the back of my mind, but that wasn't really a main reason why I was gonna mm. draft him. I, I had been eyeing him for uh, I put him in my queue about five rounds before I took him, mm. not trying to take him five rounds, but I wanted to make sure I was watching yeah how he was like how the position was rolling. Because uh, I wanted to make sure I took him around earlier than I probably could have, just in case. Because I knew my situation at quarterback. I don't love the idea of Bryce Young as my second quarterback. We'll see, but sure. that's. I just knew that it was going to be a Mac Jones or a Sam Howell or a Ryan Tannehill or Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. situation. I'd rather have sure. Mac Jones out of all those guys. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, and like like I said, Chuck. To be honest, you and Justin were right like like i like i can't really like yeah. arg- i can't really argue against that i was like well like, like justin Georgia game no fuck that that's wrong <laughs> but- <laughs> double bird no uh yeah. yeah but uh definitely uh like chuck's point of like where he's going ahead of especially in dynasty right now why would you draft Derek carr ahead of like 
like Mac Jones. Because mm-hmm. like, let's say that let's say that that Chuck is right. Mac Jones is at least he at least has room to be a backup for a long time. And like, I, I don't know, like like have some roster ability. Derek Carr is in the twilight. Like you guys know that he's mm-hmm. old as hell now at this point. So it doesn't really make sense. Um, we'll do a quick round table on one more and then we'll end the show there because we're out of time. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious of what you guys are doing with Jerry Judy. He's a guy I have zero roster ship of. I would want some, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know what to throw out or pay for him. Is he a guy that you want? Do you believe in the Broncos? Do you believe not him as like a, a wide receiver? Cause I think he's a good player, but him as a Broncos player, where are you at with them? Chuck, since we ended with you last one, we'll start with you. We'll do the third round reversal or the turn. We'll go with you. <laughs> this, this, this one's really easy. Um, because he has been, He's a he's like a fence player, right? Where like there's nobody who's like, ooh, I'm I'm wondering how he's gonna do this year. It's like you've either made your mind up on him, and he's gonna be great, and this is the break. This is the Chris Godwin 2019 breakout year, or you're like, look, I know who this dude is, and I don't need to see any more out of him. I let him do his thing, let him fizzle out. Um, and I think we're gonna see right now. I don't think there's any excuse for a single player on this offense, and I mean a single player, Russ, Judy, Sutton. Tim Patrick, Javante Williams, maybe, but not so much to me, to be honest. Um, Greg Dolchich, they all, there's no reason this team shouldn't gel from the get go. Um, And I'm just, I'm, it's these wide receivers, it usually doesn't take this long. You know, like we know who Terry McLaurin is now. I don't think they can bring in a quarterback that's going to change what Terry McLaurin could be. DJ Moore, I want to see what DJ Moore is going to be. I just, it's, we, it's, if he hadn't been thrusted into a situation, I'd be saying the same thing about him. If we're being honest, like I just don't, I just, I just, I'm done. I don't want the stress anymore. It's killing me, and I'm already drinking myself into oblivion. I don't need this. So the answer for you, I was going to ask DJ Moore or Judy because they're about the same range right now. You'd pick DJ Moore. They are noted, Andrew. <clears throat> Uh, to answer that question, I also picked DJ Moore. Uh, my biggest issue with Jerry Judy right now is not that I don't like his situation or him as a player. Uh, I, I like his value a lot when it comes to dynasty, but in redraft, he's just going too early for me. Uh, he just went seventh round in my Scott fish, uh, league, but which might not sound crazy, but what, mm. what I have an issue with there is that he went ahead of Drake London, Brandon, Ayuk, DJ Moore, uh, Deontay Johnson, Mike, like Mike Williams. I'm going to take all those guys over Jerry Judy, just cause we don't, like they feel like maybe not Mike Williams, but the rest of those guys feel more secure in their situations mm-hmm. than we know what's going to go on in Denver. So I like Jerry Judy as a long-term play, but I, I feel like his ceiling is high on the short short term, but unfortunately his floor is too low for me to be taking him at his current ADP. Mm. Yeah, I agree. And it's like like Marvin Mims really muddied that situation for me. Like I'm not lying. Yeah. If they didn't drive Marvin Mims, I would I would be wheels up. But that's just like mm-hmm. one more thing. And then this Tim Patrick, like, so yeah. I, I don't get the Tim Patrick love whatsoever. Like, I, I don't, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't like get those it. Three great games. He's a vibes guy. Tim Patrick is the all time, all time vibes guy. That's all it is. Yeah. There's, Cause there's nothing else. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it uh, at all, but like, like I'm pretty off Jerry Judy. It's DJ more hardcore for me. Uh, we'll let, we'll let you finish this off, Justin. Uh, your thoughts on Judy? Is he a guy that you like? Are you rostering him? Would you trade for him? DJ Moore hardcore all the way. 
I, I actually would trade for Jerry Judy, but if you were asking me Jerry Judy or DJ Moore, I'm going to take DJ Moore. Um, All right, I changed my mind. Judy. You son of a bitch, my man. If, if Judy, Judy's got – he's got two years left till he can free, hit free agency. If he pops this year, contract extension, Sean Payton, number one target for four years. Um, hey, Chuck. Hey, Chuck. You didn't even say skip. Yeah, you had your turn. Let Jesus talk. I was given first. I was given um, undisputed mm. a memorial. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'm going to close it out with this. Yeah. Go ahead and draft DJ Moore before Jerry Judy. If you're drafting Jerry Judy before DJ Moore, you're doing it wrong. Yes, noted. Yeah, this is a. Yeah, it, Jerry Judy is a desperation play. Like, if you get sniped and you it miss is. out, you're like, okay, it is. I got Jerry yeah. Judy now. But, like, he's not a guy that I'm, like, going afterwards. And um, after. Uh, so, we'll end it right there, folks. Uh, that ends episode 13. We'll see you next week. Um, we're going to talk NFL offensive trends. We're going to talk more details and release our lineup of the Dynasty Cup. So, you need to be following us on Twitter. You need to make sure that you – uh hit subscribe on all the shit leave us a review do all the nice stuff you can leave us tell us your favorite high noon uh hopefully it's not a grapefruit but uh we'll be here um uh, my name's jagger you can catch yeah we can catch our fantasy uh you catch me at fantasy blue chip you can catch chuck bass at chuck bass ff and then we have fantasy jesus um at simtexmex 93 and andrew duke at real mr mallard we'll see you next time folks